Good morning, Jerry. <laughs> Good morning, John. <laughs> How are you doing? I am doing just wonderful. Sounds like you are. Sounds like you are. Yeah, I have my coffee. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to roll. This is Bro yes. Show. I'm, I'm Jerry. Jerry and I'm John. There you go. That's we the are. first and last thing I'm going to get right on this show, I'm sure. No, you're going to do great. This is the pen talk portion. This, you got, okay. yeah, you'll be as right as rain. This is going to go great. <laughs> am I people pleasing? Is that, that yeah, you're right a now. people pleaser. That's what I am you a are. people pleaser. Well, get with the program, okay? Because we got a oh, lot to do today. Coach, producer. Yeah, we do. We have a lot of stuff to do. Hey, uh, which T-shirt are you wearing? I am wearing the bear shirt. I figured we've got we're an, animal centric this this uh, the, on this show, so I figure I better get one of those animal shirts. And I got the bear who's driving a car, and boy, I hope he's potty trained. Oh, the segue, early segue, <laughs> or is that foreshadowing? That would be called foreshadowing. Yeah, it's just a foreshadowing. It's not close enough to the two takes to be considered a segue. Yeah, I like a lot foreshadowing. Of That's in here. good. By the way, I, I had the same impulse you had, and that was to uh, wear an animal t-shirt. I wore the... Very good. I think we're properly attired. Yes, you know about our sponsor? Yeah, we've got a, we've got a sponsor, a Horned Lizard Canyon T-shirt that's put out by the Horned Lizard Conservation Society. Yeah. Which is stationed or is uh, located in Austin, Texas. But it's about these wonderful animals that are a little endangered, not as yeah. much as they used to be because of this wonderful organization that does That's correct. studies, promotes the, you know, the, the, the continuation of this, this wonderful species. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And of course we have our own special t-shirt, the bro show t-shirt, which only we have in very well, small. has it too. Blondie has yeah, it. Sarah has she's, it. She's part of the show. I, I call her one of the selected individuals, the special people Ooh. that are allowed to have it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> special characters. Mm. Not allowed. I, I don't believe in that. that that's going to have to. I, I'm going to have to make a note of that. Your that's words. Amend your words. I need that on Thursday. I need that. Okay. <laughs> well, this sounds like a personal problem. All right. Yeah. We have a lizard story. Do we have a lizard story? This one is a, I couldn't believe it. This lizard, this lizard is as human as any animal that I think we've ever talked about. Uh, yeah. it, it's got some of the characteristics. So what is this wonderful animal we're talking about? This is a lizard in the skink family. It's found in Australia. And, uh, John, I have to tell you the truth. This is a very strange-looking lizard because its tail is completely stubbed, and it's born that way. It's got a very, very stubby tail, kind of a stubby body. has huge uh, scales on it, big scales. It, this would not be a lizard you'd want to pet very long because no. it's very rough-looking, very rough-looking. And it'll scare the hell out of you when it opens its mouth. It kind of likes to open its mouth, too. Just yeah, to keep it does, people. Yeah. yeah. 
When it feels yeah. it's endangered, when yeah. it feels that there's some danger around the corner, it'll open it, man. It's and it's scary. Well, but, yeah. You know what's really interesting? Here we are. We've talked about this for like thirty seconds, and we haven't said what the name of the lizard is. And I really know why is because the regular, you know, scientific name is hard. At least for me, would be hard to pronounce. So yeah, it's referred to as a sleepy lizard. And if yep. you Google sleepy lizard, all of a sudden you're going to see what? What? what I, I got a bad Google. No, that is the real name of it. We're going to stick with sleepy lizard. Yeah. As far as let's run with yeah. that. Let's run with it. And it has a very uh, kind of triangular shaped head. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you know, this is one of the skinks are one of the lizards with a forked tongue. So they can sample the air to see what's going on. If there's something to chomp on nearby or if there's danger. They use their tongues to do that. And like many skinks, they have a blue tongue. Blue. Yeah. Blue. How big, how big is one of the, or, or one of these critters? Eight inches. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you know, pretty it's good a, size, but they're chunky. They're chunky. Yeah. Because we're talking no tail. No. It's got a stump. It's got a stump. Now there's a couple things with that tail. But like, there are snakes that do the same thing. They have a very stumpy tail. And then what they do is when they're in danger, they put their tail up like it's their head. Mm. So they use it to fake out someone who's attacking them. Mm-hmm. And they attack their tail, which is, you know, not going to be as life-threatening as if their head right. gets attacked. So I think that's part of the reason they have these stubby tails. But th- everything we've said so far about the sleepy lizard, none of it is nearly as interesting as two other characteristics. Right. And that's, you know, the fact is that when I looked at it, I said, and you hear it, they, they refer to it as two-headed. Well, it doesn't have two heads. No. It's like these these lizards like to get real cozy. They like to hang real tight. Yeah. And not only so tight that what human quality do they really have when it comes Monogamy. to Yes. That was right. it. And, and it's not, you know, this isn't like one and done. I'll come back and see you in a couple months. No, <laughs> it's not normal reptile behavior. This is the only known reptile, uh, only reptile in the world known to display uh, monogamous behavior. They mate for life and yes. they're very loyal to their mate. They protect their mate. Even if the mate gets run over by a car, they will they will they will stand guard out there over the body on the highway. Yeah. Very and so that kind of plays animal. into the other characteristic they have, and that's what's grief. They grief, grief. So they, they do. They grieve. They get sad, and also they raise their young, which is extremely rare for uh, reptiles. Yes. They actually keep their young in the <laughs> same area and watch after them for a year, one year, one year. And you know these these little critters are pretty self sufficient in an early they age, are. so. The, the parents yeah. are doing this to properly rear their child. I so think values, has, they're mostly instilling they have, lizard values. They're instilling in. lizard, good, uh, solid lizard uh, standards or qualities of life. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think these are, this is probably one of the most interesting lizard stories. Now, okay, as, you, as, as I mentioned earlier, you know, Sarah Reichelt down in Australia, she's got one of our lizard T-shirts. We made sure she got one. She, she contributes to the show. And so, along with Blondie out in Washington, D.C., she's got one of the shirts, too. 
But li- we consulted with Sarah last night about the sleepy lizard since it's in her backyard. Mm. Number one, surprisingly, she knew nothing about the lizard itself. Okay. But she uncovered a more interesting story. And that is that kindergartners and nursery school kids in Australia play the game Sleepy Lizard. Yeah. Have you heard about this? I Googled and came up with a little bit about uh, about the game. Yeah, but it's I didn't I, other than just saying, well, that's not part of you know it's it's cool. I'm, I want they. It's a trick to get young kids to go to sleep. They have a contest. Oh, very good. Yeah, I that, we have this little angle here. Yeah, something from the Australia where they come from. Yeah, hey, I'll tell you. You want to know how it works? The game. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, here's how it works. Uh, everybody, we're, we're going to have a contest, and we're going to have a competition. And let's see. Here's how it works. You lay down, and you be as quiet as possible, and the person who does the longest wins. Sounds like lay. it. Down. Yeah. Yeah, it's a trick that's played world over. They don't usually call it Sleepy Lizard. Sometimes they call it Sleepy Log. You know, they have a lot of names for it. Yeah. But anyway, that, that's it's not as dramatic as I made it seem, but there it is. We, we got a little more intel. Yeah, a little more intel. That's all good. I think it is. The heck. Any, anything well, else you want to say? This lizard would be the best lizard for me to be in a 50s movie. To, screw the Gila monster. Let's run with this one. I have to say it does look more threatening. Yeah, and particularly when it, the way it opens its mouth. Would be yeah. so good. You figure yeah. you get one about you know ten times larger, and have them you know romp and stomp. You yeah, know, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. They don't. It'd be kind of like a mummy lizard, though. They don't move that fast. I don't know. We could we we could take a yeah. little liberty on that one. And, oh, and oh, rev it up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> rev it up. Put some coffee in its food. Yeah, you know, a little maybe oh. a cattle prod or two. All right, we got a word. Hey, we got to get a word. word. The word is light motif. L e i t m o t i f. Wow, what sort does of mean? Uh, motive uh, would be part of what you think about with this word. Definition of light motif: a dominant theme or underlying pattern. Quite often. Uh, refers to music, a, a melodic theme associated with a particular character, maybe just a little riff that might mm. be used in an opera. It's got mm. a German uh, etymology, and so as a result, uh, Richard Wag- uh, Wagner, the uh, opera composer, is quite often known for using this light motif. But it can uh, be more than that. It can spread oh. to maybe, yes, and I ran into the word, in this book I've referred to before uh, about the presidency of Dwight Eisenhower, President Eisenhower, excuse me. Uh, and in it, there is a section, I'm right now in the section with the Vietnam War, which back then was called the Indochina War, since it covered Cambodia, Laos, and all points beyond. And uh, so here's what it came out. During the 1950s, Indochina War, President Eisenhower's light motif was assisting France without direct U.S. involvement. And 
So the book constantly goes through. He says, we're not going to put boots on the ground. No boots on the ground. No boots on the ground. So that would be the leitmotif. Boots on the wow. ground. No boots, boots on, on the, the ground. ground. Wow. Okay. I like it. You probably have a leitmotif in your music composition. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It, trying to rem- it's called trying to remember the words. <laughs> <laughs> and when that happens, you just keep saying the same old words over and over again. Why not? Why not? Why not? It works. Yeah. It, it works for the, you know, uh, who are those brothers, those brothers, you know, for our age. age. Yeah. Yeah. The stars. That's a perfect uh, one for stars music. Or... Baby yeah. shark. You know, I hate that song. You know, I hate that song. I, I like the Sparks Brothers I got better. Into the show. I won't yeah, do it again. Yeah. Once is enough. I like the Sparks Brothers. They do a lot of repetition also. Yeah, they do. That's a good one. That's even better than mine. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Enough of hey, that uh, I think we got a two takes. It's it's another animal story, which uh, I when I first read the headlines, it it, 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 it reads like a breaking news Scientists coming up with something that will help us with respect to climate change. And it, it reads like this is, you know, a, 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 something that's going to make the difference in our world. And although it will make a difference, how big that difference is, I think, could be debatable. So they need another study this? to figure it out. Yeah. So there's a study that was done, I think, by some agricultural scientist in I think it's Germany, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. New Zealand. Yeah, it's Germany, but they make reference to a couple other they countries. Bottom other line countries. Is, yeah. They learn to potty train cows in this study. Right. Now you say, why would you want to potty train cows? Well, it seems that what happens when you leave cows in a more uh, restricted area, not much room to roam, uh, they have a tendency to urinate uh, on what they've defecated. In other words, uh, the piss hits the shit, and that causes uh, ammonia, <laughs> which is bad. God, John. <laughs> What's wrong? You put it so delicate. Yeah, you better take it over, Mr. Scientist uh, Producer. <laughs> you were, I, oh, wait a minute. You were doing great. It just hurts. It's a little, little, little coarse. But that's little okay. Too, that's okay. It's okay. okay. It's an R. This will be an R. R rated episode. Like when I <laughs> okay. Say. All right. It's not R rated. Actually, I think you can say those words but if you, you don't say I them continuously. <laughs> when we were doing our warm up in the green room, yeah. you mentioned yeah. something that that is important, and that is cows have a means by which to control. They can their, hold their stuff. Yeah. They can hold their stuff. Now, they're yeah. not so sure about I think they can hold both, but what they decided to dwell upon was urination. Sure. Yeah, um, they, when they sleep, they do not urinate. So as a result, when they noticed that, they said, wow, what we ought to do is we ought to train them to go into this little stall uh, where that they will go. So I think the key first is is to teach them to control, and then two is then, you know, say, hey, there it is. Go for it, you know. Uh, (laughs) so but but the study itself is a little bit weak somewhere in all of this i read that they first thing is i i you know just like any they they found out that these these cows are probably 
they are, are at the level with respect to how long it takes and how the success rate is as good as a kid, as good yeah. as a human yeah. being. Yeah, and I was impressed with that. Now, what I toddler. wasn't impressed with was the fact that they gave him. I don't know what kind of treats they gave him. I bet you they gave yeah. him drugs. I bet no, you these drugs, these are no. drug addicted cows. No, they're not. Well, in a way, it is. They're sugary treats, which is a drug too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the sugary treats like hard candy and stuff. But maybe uh, you know, Jolly Ranchers is big hard candy down here. Maybe they give Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, that would be so, ironic. Huh. Yeah, so they've, I think they won't, were starting as the first little group they worked with was only like 16 cows, but they did. Hey, these cows are doing their, doing their deed when they're supposed to do it. Kinda three like quarters that. of them form as directed three quarters of the time. Hey, it's like I, I, I read someplace where they do, they do almost as good as dogs, but much better than cats. <laughs> well, cats, Kenya is a toilet. They flush it down. Yeah, that's called the tabby trainer. Uh, the tabby trainer. Yeah, I, I have um, some experience. That's uh, a Christmas present that my wonderful wife would give to cat owners. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, my God, the tabby trainer. <laughs> pretty, well, pretty let, bad. Let's, you're, you're veering off course here a little bit. Let's get back to these wonderful Yeah, let's get now. back to what – explain this thing where it's called a moo-loo. Yeah, a loo is, is a British name for a uh, bathroom or a lavatory. So the moo is just that. It's a little stall, and they're rewarded or punished to get them oh. into the moo and relieve themselves, and they leave. Now, the idea is that you don't want this stuff standing around because yeah. the urine on the feces creates ammonia, and ammonia is a problem. Ammonia combines with other combustibles and creates nitrates. Nitrates get in the soil, affects the water, uh, also affects the respiratory system of the people working nearby. So this is a problem. It's not as big of a problem as cow flatulence. Yes. Cattle flatulence is a source of global warming. Yeah, but mostly out the other end. (laughs) And belching also. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's both, but I, I think if you... Look at the two, the, the, out the other end, the flatulence is the bigger problem. They have admitted they're not going to be able to control flatulence. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is, I think we need to make it perfectly clear when we said that they were rewarded or punished. Yeah. The punishment was not, now they didn't look like, you know, use the electric prod or something no, like that no. or stick something yeah. up the butt. No. No. They didn't do what, what they, <laughs> <laughs> You're really dingy today. Uh, no, but as a result, all they did was was spray a little water on them to make them realize they did they did the they, they used two methods. Actually, they used water spray, which was which worked, and they also put headphones on them and played obnoxious the sounds. They did. They well, did. I know what they the did. Punishment was putting headphones on them and having them listen to Green Day. Wow. Wow. Did everybody hear that? He went after my favorite band. I can hardly God believe it. Bless. Yeah. I first feel of all, so bad saying that. First of all, you do with this shark thing, which I don't really understand. This, this so-called music. And then, and now you're attacking real music. This is, this is amazing to me. I don't know. What's, what's wrong with you? What happened to you today? 
Well, you know, it's our topics are not as heavy as some of them have been, so I figured to make them they were, they were light, and I just needed to make them a little bit lighter. <laughs> well, you did a good job, and I'm so yeah, helium. It's, I guess might be this was a helium show. <laughs> All right, let, well, let's just cut let's cut our losses. Well, how about that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you got a groaner? Do we have any? We got groaners. Groaner is a supply to right. us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., commonly referred to as the coach. The coach. And, and, and he's come up with, he came up with one. I had to go back and go to my uh, inventory to come up with another. But here's my first one. Okay. What do you call a tick that lives on the moon? It's pretty mm. obvious. So it's a not tick. Really? Yeah, lives on the moon. Okay. Uh, all I got is a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, let's let's go into that. That was that was the first question. That was only worth a couple of points. Let's go to one that's worth yeah, more. Yeah, that was about as good. What as do you call? Today. Yeah, you're you're on a roll. You're 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 doing great. What do you call an anti-vax nanny? What do you call an anti-vaccination Annie? This is an auntie, like a, an aunt? An yeah, aunt? like, yeah. A, a, yeah. a one who's anti-vax? Yeah. A nanny is the key here. Nanny, N-A-N-N-Y. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Uh, I got not. I'm close. I feel it's in there, but I can't bring it out. Go ahead, John. Mrs. Doubt Pfizer. <laughs> what? That is very clever. Yeah. I say it's the Doubt best. Pfizer. Doubt Pfizer, yeah. 